Welcome. Press one for human. A podcast bringing you exclusive interviews to discuss the latest in technology, entrepreneurship, leadership, and gaming. Real topics, real people. Until the robots take over. Now here's your human host, Gabriel Ortiz. Greetings, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Press One for Human. Uh, I want to extend my warmest love and hugs and greetings to everyone around the world that is listening in, and I hope that everyone is staying safe. The purpose of this podcast is very simple. It's to spread positivity and good stories around the world and real-world advice uh, regarding business, technology, world headlines, social issues, anything that has to do with, with people. Um, in this day and age, there's so many mixed messages about um, business, entrepreneurs, and, and people just tend to repeat the same thing over and over again, like robots. So uh, I wanted to bring in real people in this podcast to talk about their stories, their life, and bring you real advice that could only be found in their hearts. So this is Press One for Human, and today the human we have is Daniel Brown. Daniel Brown is a coffee bar owner in Stone Mountain, Georgia. So it's a very long podcast, but we're going to break it up in two parts. Uh, This is the first part where he speaks about the history of his coffee shop or his coffee bar, I'm sorry, and what it means to him to have spent over two years building this legacy. And we'll also talk about the impact social media has had in his coffee bar. So Let's listen to part one with Daniel Brown from Gilly Brew Bar. I guess I just wanted to kind of go over real quick uh, who you are, how long you've been in Georgia, and and how long you know you you've been in the business. Yeah, man. Um, thank you for um, inviting me to uh, your podcast. Really appreciate that. Um, my name is Daniel Brown. Um, I'm from Brooklyn originally. I um, came to Georgia back in 09, right out of high school. Uh, my grandmother was living here and I, I came down to, to stay with her. Um, I have a musical background. Uh, so I did a lot of singing, songwriting growing up. Um, when I came to Georgia, um, I saw a lot of opportunity to um, start playing around with some business ideas that I had. So I surrounded myself around a lot of uh, creative people in the music industry. And um, yeah, in in pursuit of um, music, ended up finding my wife, who uh, also owns a business, Apple Butter Bakery. Shout, shout out to them. And um, yeah, I mean, I think I've always had an entrepreneurial drive. Um, but m- most of the times, especially in New York, that never really looks like a physical space. You know, it's more so, you know, if, in, in regards to music, if I'm trying to sell music and like I'm selling CDs out the car or something like that, you know, so <laughs> that kind of hustle. Um, but Atlanta just has a whole other um, 
opportunity to where things are much affordable, I'll say. And so um, with that, I just kind of shared my vision um, with family members and, you know, Gilly came about. I actually have no background in coffee. Um, <laughs> my first day of operation literally was like, training day number one like um i got into coffee um because of issues i had with the city uh, regarding a property that we have in the village um i knew i wanted that space to become a community hub and my goal was to have a coffee shop there but i didn't necessarily have it in mind that I would be the one to operate it. So I actually reached out to other coffee shops, um, like Refuge Coffee, they're based out of Clarkston. Mm -hmm. I, actually, I reached out to the owner, uh, Kitty, to see if a space like that would be appealing to them for like a second location. Because um, at the time they, they didn't have a physical building either. They were still operating out of their one truck. Um, but yeah, man, after a family trip back home to Jamaica, um, and by that time we had already had the property for about a year and the city would not allow us to do the initial business plan that we had, which was coffee shop, restaurant, and co-working space upstairs. Um, I felt led really to just try and open the coffee shop myself uh, you know there was a lot of things that i checked off that lined up so well like i have a huge heart for like building community i love interacting with people i love connecting people and, and i love to serve um and i appreciate coffee as well so um i just was like man maybe maybe i need to just take a leap of faith and move forward with this and um at the time we were uh, with my grandfather who um, made a, a really important decision in his life to change um, his ways, um, decided to give his life to the Lord and was baptized out there in Jamaica. Um, and yeah, I just decided to name it after him. So Gilly is actually named after my grandfather whose name is Gilbert. That's the story. That's the story behind Gilly. Yeah, man. That's that's the story. <laughs> a lot of people come in the shop and, and when they leave, they're like, all right, Gilly, they think I'm Gilly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny, man. But I love it. it it's awesome. I mean, he, he keep his uh, name alive and I guess a li little bit of an honor for him as well. Oh, man. Absolutely. He, um, he had a chance to fly down when we did our grand opening and he was he was overwhelmed man he he was so honored um and it's cool too because and i i had no idea up until that point that my grandfather also had um experience with it with what it's like to um grow up around like an or the origin origin of where coffee is and uh, he would share stories with me about how he used to pick um, the coffee and eat it off the tree. 
Uh, oh, wow. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Jamaica has a, a, a great brand right now. Uh, most people know about it. It's Blue Mountain Coffee. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, he he grew up eating it and drinking it. So um, it it was really easy getting into this industry, um, really because of YouTube <laughs> and just that drive, you know, of wanting to create something new. Because yeah. I'm still an artist. I didn't want to do what everyone else was doing. I wanted to um, create a new trend. Um, and with that, I was also able to um, cre create a, a space that facilitated community. And even more than that, I was able to advocate for um, change in Stone Mountain because the history there isn't all that good. Yeah. And I, I wanted to not just create a this trendy coffee shop, but I wanted it to um I wanted it to be purpose driven where we can make an impact in the community that would reconcile um the the racial tension that still kinda lingers and no i'll take away kind of the racial tension that lingers in the village because it it is very present and um you really feel it especially being in the coffee industry as a black person anyone that's black or brown in coffee um for a long time it's only been operated by white people um, so it's, it's really interesting because I never really came in with that many mentors to kind of help guide me through being in an industry that, you know, which is crazy because coffee was like discovered in mm -hmm. Africa, but um, yeah, no ownership in that kind of industry. So it was just really cool. I stepped into a lot of new things and I think because of that, that's why um, Gilly got a lot of attention um, from the very beginning. And that's without any like marketing or paid advertising or anything. It was, <laughs> all I did was open my door, literally. And up until this day, we really haven't pushed, we haven't marketed as much as I know we could. Mm -hmm. um, I think eventually we will, but it's just beautiful how we've been able to generate like a real authentic uh, following from uh, people who really, they see our hearts. And when they come to Gilly, they're like, man, this is, this feels like home, you know, like most coffee shops you go to, you, you may catch the barista's name and you may not, you know, you just order your drink and you have a seat. But what we tend to, uh, find is that customers like want to get into our lives and we, we get to get into our customers' lives and get to know about them. And it's just really cool, you know, that, that dynamic in the, the coffee and tea brewing industry period has not done a great job at interacting 
uh, with um, customers. So um, that's why I kind of tell people I, I wouldn't consider Gilly a coffee shop. I think in a lot of ways we try to um, we try to mimic the vibe of like an actual bar because when people sit at bars, they open up, they get to speak to their bartender and. Uh, because of the influence of spirits, um, <laughs> they tend to. That's share, a good way to put it. <laughs> they tend to share their, um, you know, their their emotions and their feelings, and so it's cool when people come. They 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 take a sip of um, what we're brewing, and a lot of the times they're like, "This is just so different. This is not a your typical coffee shop." <laughs> Yeah, we're not we're not a coffee shop. We're a brew bar, um, yeah. and I that was intentional. I really wanted to um, get away from the the that that category of coffee shop, especially because of um, the role coffee shops play in regards to gentrification in communities. Because again, I. I, I be having a heart for community. It's not just for one demographic or one age bracket, ethnicity, religion. Like I want to be able to serve a, a diverse crowd of people. Um, and in order to do that well, you know, you have to disrupt certain things. Um, and I, I, I hope we've done a, a great job at disrupting the culture. You know, we're still a, a baby company, um, but with that startup mentality, um, my goal is just to continue pushing the product, um, continue to build a purpose-driven um, business and uh, impact um, not just our community, but the world at large. So, yeah, man. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, I mean, I remember coming in the first time and you were like, hey, how's it going? That warm welcome. And it's just what I was looking for in in the business, in, in in the coffee shop. But it wasn't until my second or third visit that I really realized like that there was something more heart and a vision behind it. You know, you could tell on your first visit, but when you come back and then you get that another warm welcome you know you you the person either you or the other barista remembers you (laughs) or still still remembers what you had the first time and and is able to recall that that's that's unusual yeah especially in a coffee shop and and um and then you you talked a little bit about the like the trials and and how it was difficult at the beginning um i just wanted to kind of maybe dive into that just a little bit, just how 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 difficult it's been. Has technology and social media been um, a hindrance at times or has it has it helped? How because right now the, the talk of the day is social media and how it's affecting people and yeah. how it's affecting how people can launch a business and mm. and even how people see each other <laughs> around the world. Right. right. And um, and one thing I noticed because I know a lot of people they have different opinions. Some people say, keep your business and social media life separate. Some people mix their, like me, mix their social media and personal Instagram together. Um, on your end, I see that you have a personal Instagram, but you don't really 
use it as much except for stories but you have your business instagram which is more business centric so what are your thoughts on that and how has that helped you maintain your momentum that's a great question um goodness there's a couple of things so yeah it's weird i i I have a personal account at um meet daniel brown and i don't use it as much um mainly because i'm i'm more of a um face-to-face kind of person so that just it's in the name of my handle like meet daniel brown like my whole goal is to be able to interact with people um face-to-face there are a lot of pros to social media uh, which is why i use it for the business though you know so um Honestly, if it wasn't for like Facebook and Instagram, um, I think we, we would have had a really difficult job um, building a, a clientele uh, mm-hmm. because currently, well, I guess up until recently, we haven't um, garnered a lot of support from the local um Residents, like people that live in the village for a very long time, never came to Gilly. Um, and with social or through social media, uh, when people saw um, our elixirs, um, which is our specialty drinks, a lot of people would commute to Stone Mountain. Um, so we get a lot of customers from. Pine Lake, Kirkwood, Lilburn, Snowville, Decatur. Um, and yeah, if, if it wasn't for our commuters, I think it would have been really difficult to try to um, grow the, the way that we have. Um, at that point, I probably would have had to do paid advertisement, you know, just to try and, you know, um, attract people that live in the area. but. Um, yeah, it, it's not until maybe the last six months or so, because of um, a lot of talks that's been happening in, um, about Stone Mountain and how it's possibly going to be, you know, becoming that that next you know downtown like area that everyone would want to go to. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of younger uh, people, millennials, younger families move into Stone Mountain and. Um, a lot of them do come, so that's that's been really good. But um, so that's 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 a pro. Uh, a con I would kind of share with in regards to social media um, is you only see like we most people only use it to paint the good things, you know. So. If you go to our Instagram page, you're going to see our beautiful drinks, you know, or the way we storytell. Um, but what people don't see is um, the issue that, I, that I've that i gone through with getting to that point. So I try to create a good balance. And honestly, discussions like this really um, paint a, a picture that is more whole where people could see the good that Gilly's doing 
but also see the the struggle that we had to go through to, to get where we are now. Um, because yeah, I didn't get a lot of support from uh, city leaders. Stone Mountain Village is a very small town. Our city hall is literally right across the street. <laughs> and none of our city officials come. They don't they don't patronize. Um, they've created more um, hassle. They they've they there was more red tape we had to go through um, than them lending a hand to try and help us through the process of opening because Opening in a historic district is difficult, man. Like, and that's, I think that's, that's one of the reasons why our main street has been struggling for so long. Um, it took me two and a half years just to get Gilly going. Um, Stoned Pizza Kitchen, another new business. Outrun Brewing Company, they, um, they're about to be a local brewery in Stone Mountain, but even they've had a long time, a hard time opening. Um, so yeah, if, if it's taken people two years to get open a business, like that's horrible. It should be systems in place that can help guide people. And um, I think the city have lacked in that area. Um, I'd love to help with kind of, finding a solution for that because yeah it, it it's not easy um being like one of the only businesses opened because it, i remember at one point in time like main street was completely vacant and like it was just hard trying to continue to pull people if there was nothing else bringing people to the village um but you know it was a, a huge blessing that we're just walking distance from Stone Mountain Park. So what tends to happen is people will park in the village to walk to the park <laughs> just, so just so they don't got to pay. Um, I see, I seen that. They just go straight there. But I was able to pull um, a lot of those people. So that, that helped a lot. Um, yeah, man. That's cool. And, and in that topic, I mean, you, you've kind of opened the way. I, I remember myself coming in, and uh, one of the things you told me was it's a little difficult to pull people in. Most of my customers are not from here. And then I saw the uptick of people just more aware, you know, as as, as more people show that, that love on, on social media, uh, you know, myself and other people would just share the same, the same thing, you know, check them out, you know, here are the drinks, and little by little, yeah. That just snowballs, that positivity snowballs into more and more. All right. All right, guys, this was the end of part one of the interview with Daniel Brown from Gilly Brew Bar. Um, thank you very much for listening. I'll be dropping the next, the second and final part in the next couple of days. Uh, please stay tuned. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, um, Spotify. Pocket Casts, Anchor. If you do want to leave me a message, you can go to anchor.com or the link on the description on this podcast and leave me a message. Um, it could be featured on the next episode. Uh, also, if you want to be part of the podcast, please uh, send me an email at press1forhuman at gmail.com. That's press1 with the number one for human at gmail.com. You can also send me a message on Instagram or Facebook. Uh, stay tuned for the next part and we'll be talking more about 
the issue with the community that's happening right now and how difficult it is to grow a business and also how his life fits in with all the social issues happening around the world at the moment. Once again, thank you very much for listening. Stay safe and as always, stay positive and stay strong. This was the Press One for Human podcast. Please share with a friend and leave the robots a review. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Press One for Human. That's one word with the number one.